0: I'm creatively superior, yo. i know. me now. Chris, are listening to? I'm still the that is, I Got It Made by Special Ed. Not the first time I played that song. It is my official lead-in song for teenage basketball players showing
1: out. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, so last night I was flipping back and forth because I'm not like someone with multiple TVs. I did have, I, did, I had the Tiger game on my little, on my phone and the Grizzlies game on the TV. And, I, I mean, I just here this, this is how over under this is how 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 ex, over my skis how exuberant i got here's the you and i like to talk gambling a lot chris i'm gonna set the man, over i'm gonna love set, it i'm gonna set the over under for all-star games for gg jackson at 0.5 you gonna take the over or the under
0: it's so bad it's so hard not to be an all-star this this is sort of the thing, like, on a podcast, so, grew I grew like, awesome, up you know, yeah. what are the chances of Gigi to be a star? Like, it's so easy to not be a star. I know. It is incredibly easy to not be a star, no matter how talented you are. And so, like, you know, if I take the under, it sounds like I'm, like, dismissing or demeaning no. Gigi Jackson. But, like, it's really hard of to be course, an all star. Of course you take the
1: under. You've, the under is easily the right thing. But it's crazy. It just, the
0: talent just pops. It's like. I mean,. Yeah, I mean J- J- Jamal Murray has never made an All Star game, you know. Right. Like, my college. No, I know. I, I, so was, like, I was just hard. talking.
1: I was just talking about how uncrewed. Like I really forget All Star. I mean, they really may have found a star. I, I mean, at some you know, or just a superb player who's can average twenty. You know, someday can average eighteen, nineteen,
0: twenty points a game. I, it is. It is extremely easy, extremely easy to see Gigi Jackson as. And the the upside is obviously way higher than this. The upside is like multiple-time all-star. But it is very easy to see him as a quality starting NBA player, averaging 20 points a game, like multiple seasons, like that. And there there aren't many of those either, by the way. Right. But it's very easy to see him reaching that level. Very easy. Is there any part of this that –
1: well, how much do you discount all of this because – it's in the service of a lost season, playing with guys who aren't going to be the guys who are playing around him, you know, empty calorie stuff, whatever. Like, for any of the reasons you could discount this, how much it
0: should one discount I, this? I don't think the empty calorie. I, if I'm looking for notes of, like, caution in the yeah. performance, it's not that, oh, they don't have anything to play for. I do think it's presented opportunity that's harder to come by when, like, John Morant has the ball and Desmond Bate has the ball. It's like there's only so many touches and shots to go around in a game. So I think, you know, it's gonna be harder for him to consider he's had what, like five or six games in a row where he scored fifteen plus points? I think that's harder to come by when you're, you know, nineteen years old going into next season and John Morant, Desmond Bate and Jared Jackson are all in the game. So I think the opportunity thing is gonna fluctuate. And the other thing is, like, again, I'm not trying to throw cold water on it, but yep. the shooting. Like, 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 when I asked somebody, when I wrote my thing earlier this week about where we go going to redraft, like, I talked to somebody, and they were like, you know, I said, is there anyone outside, like, the top 20? Because Cam Whitmore went 20. Is yep. anyone outside the top 20 you would even consider taking over Gigi Jackson? And, and, like, I got a couple of names that seem silly now. But, but they were like, you know, Andre Jackson, who plays for, the, for Milwaukee. Maybe Marcus Asser, probably not. Maybe those guys. I'm like, I, I, that sounds kind of crazy, you know? But the response I got back was like, he shot 30% from three in the G League. Like, I just don't know what kind of shooter he's going to be. And if you go back and look at it, he shot 30%, 32% from three in 30 college games. He shot 32% from three in about 30 G League games, I think. And he shot 42% from three in the last 17 NBA games he's been in the rotation. The sample is still pretty small on the shooting. <laughs> The shot looks good, though. Well, it goes in. I, I you know, know and it that makes t- it look so it, good. It looked really right. good. <laughs> it, actually, it, actually look, it actually, the release, the rotation on it is kind of funky. Chris Mannix actually tweeted, I guess he was at the game maybe, but, but he tweeted uh-huh. like a photo from the from the, um, shoot-around or whatever. And he compared it to, to Yoko Noah in terms of the shot rotation,
1: which really? is not like, the, no. it's not like a
0: Ray Allen comp, you know, <laughs> in terms no. of the shooting. So, so, so I don't know. And then, and then he just gets
1: to the rim so effortlessly. You know, that's the other thing. He gets to the rim effortlessly. He converts when he's at the rim. Effort like he's, he's. I don't know. I'm, I'm in full swoon now. It was that was something else last night, um, to see that. Um,
0: and yet well, like two, two days ago, you were scoffing at the idea that someone might take him ahead of Jaime Jaquez Jr. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Because Jaime Jaquez Jr. is yeah. Well, you know, it's a little bit like the. I mean, even the Marcus Sasser thing, which you're right, feels ridiculous now. But he right. plugs into a certain role, right? Like he plugs yeah. – it's easy to find well, – that's how he's going to fit. Whereas what's Gigi going to be – so the difference between Gigi and Vince Williams? Like what's Gigi going to be next year with this team? What's Vince Williams going to be next year with this team? Easy to see what Vince Williams is going to be with his teams. Although he's not going to be running point like he does now. Like that's true. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, and you're right in terms of the opportunity. I mean, Lamar Stevens is getting double double figures every night now for this team.
0: Right. So. I, I think, you know, I, to me, like, instead of immediate like, and, and I know there are people listening who are, like, already, like, you know, think it's crazy not to assume he's going to be starting an average of 20 points next season. I would start with, like, work your way up. Like, right. is he going to displace Aldama? <laughs> like, I, I, he looks better right now, right? Right. And so, like, you know, and then you then you sort of go from there. Like, you know, is is there? We talk about like what does it look like with Santi and Jaron together? Like, what does it look like with Gigi and Jaron together? You know, I, I, is there a chance that that he is the combo forward who is basically if he's not a starter is playing a sort of that kind of role, like six man kind of role, like at multiple positions, and suddenly like you know he you know the way that Vince Williams is sort of booted. Zaire and Jake Laravia and David Roddy, in a way is he going to be like Bootsati going into next season in terms of in terms of taking order and where he's at, you know?
1: Well, and in terms of that, um, how much do you think of what happens has happened, but then what will happen between now and the end of the season will will change the the thinking of the front office about the role that he will play going into next year or could play in terms of like I think Santi's the obvious one right like Santi as you're putting together your roster are you making a bigger role for him depending on what ha- or, or or projecting a bigger role for him depending on what happens between now and the end of the year
0: oh I think it's a developing situation because I think and I'm sorry about the train behind that's me fine. I tried to go we, somewhere quieter we're, we're, to, to, to <laughs> somewhere quieter a train up here that's the that's the Gigi train bearing down on yeah. all of us. Yeah, um, it's sort of like the Vince Williams thing. I, I think I, I don't think the Grizzlies. If you had asked people of the Grizzlies like you know a month ago, like what's Gigi Jackson going to do if we throw him into games every night, this is not what they would have said. And so I, I, I think I think he and Vince Williams both are exceeding even the expectations I would. I'm almost certain of like the coaches and front office people like of the of the team. And so I, I think you have to respond to what is happening on the floor, and I, you know, I, I think certainly, you know, he, he is he is he is prominent in the the plans next season, um, and and they, I think I do think I yes the answer is yes I, I think it <laughs> it is it, a developing situation. It is
1: amazing, like to think. I mean, you, you've been pretty clear that you think that once these Grizzlies are healthy, with the three stars that they do have, that they, they had not been passed or whatever. Their window had not closed relative to the other young teams in the West. But it is no, true. Of course, of course not. But it is true. It's nice to get this infusion if you're trying to keep up with the Oklahoma cities of the world. Like, Vince, well, the addition of Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson certainly has made you feel better about um, about all of that. Um about all that going forward, and then Vince Williams again last night: nineteen points, twelve rebounds, efficient shooting. By the way, seven assists. Once again, triple double. It feels like every night with Vince Williams is triple double watch. Um, so I, I, you know, and 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 there you have the question of where he's going to fit relative to relative to Marcus Smart. Um, um. Did you were you what you said you were not there last night? Did have you watched it subsequently, or were you watch it on TV, or how were did you, did you did you keep track of last night's proceedings? I didn't expect certainly what we saw last night, so I I didn't. It, it was an it, I I jumped in at about halftime, uh, second quarter.
0: Yeah, I got home at halftime. So I, yeah. I I had family family stuff, and so I was out with my kids and when we got home it was basically half time so i watched the second half live i did not go back to rewatch the first half but i watched the second half live
1: yeah um did uh anything by the way like lamar stevens has been good but he's is there no future with this team what's uh, what what do you what do you make of lamar stevens <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I mean, it it depends. They have a um, they have a roster spot crunch, and so I think Lamar Stevens will be on an NBA roster next season. Right. Uh, more than likely, not not definitely. I mean, you know, Jalen Noel like, found himself without 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 a, a landing spot. He's probably a similar level of player. But he is good enough to be on an, NBA, on an NBA roster next season. I think he's likely to be on an NBA roster for a one-year minimum contract. He's sort of in that universe of players more than likely. I think it'd be a perfectly reasonable thing for the Grizzlies to be that team. But they, they got 14 players under contract already for next season and two draft picks. Right. And you only get 15 players. And so it's hard to see him back unless there are trades that like clear out multiple right. roster spots. I think there will like that trade to clear out multiple roster spots. Does that mean Lamar Stevens is who they would sign right, maybe knows? maybe not yeah. you know uh, i would i that that's one I really would not overreact to the only three games you've ever seen right, play, right, you right, know right. it felt a little bit like Charlotte though like these
1: are credible jordan goodwin G- G- and and Lamar Stevens are credible n b a players who were who have who obviously did uh very well last night also-
0: well it what it, it, do- it does underscore and I'll go back to two years ago when I was critical about this. Going into the season, you can find contributing players on right. minimum contracts to put on the back end of your roster you don't need to have five you don't Brookings. you don't you didn't need to, to trade two second round picks to draft Kennedy Chandler when you just go sign Jordan Goodwin <laughs> right, you know right. it's that kind of thing where I think they they spent they put too many unproven players on their roster and it's okay to have like one or two like You know, I mean, they had a reason to sign Derrick Rose, and I have no reason to believe that their their reason has not panned out. Like, I, you know, I don't think they'd necessarily regret that. But from a basketball standpoint, they could have signed someone who would help them more. Lamar Stevens of the world, the Lamar Stevens of the world are out there to be signed for low level contracts.
1: It's interesting. Yesterday, uh, talking about Gigi and Vince. Uh, Gabe asked me, he said, uh, don't you have to give some credit to the you know organization for developing them? And I very clearly like, well, yeah, of course, like I give some credit to the organization for developing them. Of course, the same organization was trying to develop Zaire, we'll get to Zaire, David Roddy and Jake LaRavia. How much do you, I mean, you've always believed that, that, that players who end up in the old days in San Antonio, like it really helps where you land and how you're brought along. How, how much of this, like we see, Zaire has until last whatever last night has not flourished. Um, these two guys are flourishing. Is it is it ability? Is it some combination between ability and development? Where do you where do you put your thumb on the scale, or how do you balance that?
0: I I, I think. You know, claiming one or the other would be strictly rhetorical. I mean, which I guess we're in a rhetorical, we're on the radio, we're talking, it's a rhetorical (laughs) exercise. It's not one of the other. But but the reality reality is all the ingredients contribute to the finished finished thing, right? Everything you put into the bread is in the bread. And so, like, it it all matters to different degrees, and there is no certainty involved in what the outcome is going to be. You know, all the inputs matter. The inputs are the player, the player's talent, the player's demeanor. Um, the inputs are are your coaching and development. The inputs are luck, like all the inputs. It's interesting though. To the output when you know? the,
1: when the bakery is consistently putting out inferior bread, like the Detroit bakery, for example. I guess you that, hire a new you hire a new baker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you say. It's not just that we keep striking out on the ingredients; it's that the
0: this not, is not a very good baker either.
1: Yeah, right? But, yes. But
0: the reality is, and this goes, this goes, this goes to everything. Like every all track records are mixed track records, and like you know, you know, these guys are geniuses when when three moves right. in a row work out, and they're bums and idiots when three moves in a row don't. The reality is, you go to every any team in the league, and, and not like 100%. to say all development situations are equal, all coaches are equal, all offices are equal. But like pretty
1: much everybody, has hits and misses along the way. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah. James, why we- the, the Warriors drafted Draymond Green in the second round, and they drafted uh, James Wiseman second overall. You know, like right. this, this, this happens. A um, uh, Zaire, nice night last night. He found someone else to throw him an alley oop. That was good. Um, I mean, they
0: got the memo, man. This is two games in a row where you <laughs> are just throwing the ball up at the rim. That's right. what you got to do with
1: Um So, uh, and then Drew wrote about, I got. they were talking about hard conversations. Um, the problem, one of the problems with Zaire, it's hard to see how he's going to get minutes here. Even next year, and it, I mean, injuries happen, but now they're really super deep at the wing. As you point out, he's sort of been bumped to the side. But with that contract, it's honestly hard to imagine that he's going to do enough, even if he kept having good nights between now and the end of the year, to restore his value such that anyone would necessarily want him.
0: It's an awkward position. Well, guys guys get traded all the time without having value. Like, the Grizzlies didn't decide we want Lamar Stevens. Right. You know, they made a trade, and that's the contract they took. They didn't decide they wanted, you know, Victor Oladipo. They didn't decide they wanted Shimezi Betu, you know? And so, like, I, you know, I could make up a thousand scenarios, but one I would make up would be like if the Grizzlies get the seventh pick in the draft and there's a trade to be made um, to trade that pick for an active NBA player, but like right. you got to match salaries in the trade. Maybe, some, you, know, you know, Zaire's in that trade or John Conchar's in that trade or Jake LaRavia's in that trade, you know, and the team making the trade would not be seeking out Zaire Williams or Jake LaRavia and John Conchar. They'd be seeking out the number eight draft pick. So those kind of trades happen all the time. Right.
1: Um, uh, you know, whatever. It'd be interesting to see. Certainly uh, uh, nicer to see them do well uh, than do badly. And then the Bucks last night, uh, and that obviously is one, it, it, across the country, that's the bigger story. Bucks just look like a mess. And then afterwards, Doc says, we had some players here, some guys in Cabo. So, um, what did you make of what you saw? The Bucks I mean, last there's,
0: night? There's, there's probably truth to that. It is like you know the the last day. It's the last right. day of school game ahead of the All Star break. That's probably true. But it also sounds like him deflecting, you know, his own right. culpability and like preparing his team, right? And so it, you don't like hearing that from the coach that you brought in two weeks ago to turn things around. Um, I you know Milwaukee was my preseason pick. Um, it's not looking good for them right now. I think, you know, the the roster has gotten older, um, and they have less defensive talent and that combination um, is kind of a bad combination for them. So they look they, they look they look very very shaky. It looks like a deteriorating situation, but one that has, you know, gosh at to decumpo.
1: What are you God, he's unbelievable. What are you anxious to consume of the all star weekend? Any of it? Like, Nothing. Not, is, not any, yeah, any, is any
0: of it? I am not anxious. There's not a single thing I'm anxious for. No, I, I, I don't. I would mean, be happy contests to skip all fun, of it. But, You'd be happy to skip no, all of it. 100%. Yes. 100%. I, I probably will, actually. You know, I, I don't. I mean, I, why, why do I need? I don't know. I could talk about it on, mo- on the radio on Monday. It the only reason to watch any of it, honestly. If, the um, one, the, is the
1: one, if you could watch one. If you had to watch. I won't say could. If you had to watch one thing. Would it be the game? Would it be uh, Curry versus Sabrina Ionesco? Would it be rising stars tonight? What would it be? I think the best thing about
0: all-star games is the, is the player introductions. Like, you, you know, introduce the players. Have them all, all walk right. out. You see the all-stars all aligned. And then, like, you flip over and watch whatever's on HBO. <laughs> I, that, that's the way. That's the best thing about it.
1: <sighs> all right. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington <laughs> from the Daily news.